Amen. Amen. We appreciate the Negro National Anthem this morning by our music ministry. Outstanding uh, rendition. Outstanding rendition. Well, it is now time for us to get ready for the word from God as given to Pastor Brown and Brown. Numbers 12, verse 1 from the New King James Version says, Then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And then Numbers 12, verse 2 from the New Living Translation said, that they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the Lord heard them. Let us pray. God, we thank you for being the God of our weary years, the God of our silent tears. And God, we thank you for this Black History moment in the sermon. God, we thank you for allowing us to use the word that you have given us to deliver a word that we hope will do some good for your people. And God, we ask that you continue to let the words of our mouths and the meditations that are in our hearts be acceptable, for we want you to be pleased with our praise, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You see, the text this morning says that when Miriam and Aaron spoke out in anger against Moses, and it, it, it just cites one reason in the, the in our NKGV and the NLT versions. It cites that because of the Ethiopian woman, or some versions say the Cushite woman that he had married, that this was the reason that Aaron and Miriam uh, spoke out against their brother Moses. The statement was reiterated by the clause in the same verse that said, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. They really wanted you to get the point that she was a black woman. So now this is Black History Month, as we know. So let me ask you something. What sense did that statement make? And what sense did it make for them to, to speak out against their brother, their deliverer of the chosen people and the chosen one of God? Why do that? Because their sister-in-law was a Black woman. I want somebody to tell me what sense did it make. Who was this Ethiopian woman anyway? And why was she important? Well, I'm so glad y'all asked me this morning. I just, I'm bubbling over to tell you how glad, I'm glad you asked me. And so now I'm gonna give you the answer that I believe that God wants us to have. So uh, the Bible, uh, indicates in Exodus 2 and 21 
that her name was Zipporah. And she was given to Moses, who was still then considered an Egyptian because he had run away from Pharaoh. Uh, he had given her in marriage, and she bore him two sons. Moses named them Gershom and Eleazar. So let me interject something right here, my own thoughts. I believe that Zipporah must have been a pretty woman uh, because not only did Moses stay in Midian with her, her six sisters and her father-in-law, but it sounds like soon after they were married, they got it on and there, here comes this bouncing baby boy, uh, Gershom very soon thereafter. This says to me that there was at least desire for the beauty of a black woman. Y'all have heard the statement, black is beautiful. Well, I'm here to tell you that beauty is black. Amen, somebody. There is beauty that runs more than skin deep. Let me tell you a quick little story. My, my son has a saying about his female cousins on both sides of our family. Uh, and, and that saying is, no ugly cousins. The statement is very true because no matter what side of the family you look at, on my side or my wife's side, all of the cousins are beautiful women. One of my cousins, a second cousin, meaning my mother's first cousin to be exact, was given the middle name, Zephora, as her, her name. And we pretty much called her, her by her first name and her middle name together. She is a very beautiful cousin indeed. And I bring this up because it is unusual for this name to be given to individuals nowadays. I believe my great aunt was celebrating the character and the beauty of this strong black woman in the Bible. So from what we know, Zipporah of the Bible was a beautiful black woman like my cousin. This being Black History Month, we thought it might be helpful for us to consider some of the black contributions to the Holy Scriptures. Y'all hang in there with me a little bit because the preacher is coming. I know she hates for me to say that, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Amen. Zephora was a Midianite because Midian bordered on Ethiopia. She's considered a part of the Cushite people uh, and the lineage of Ham, who was Noah's son, which are known in the Bible as Black folk of African descent. Zipporah was also known as a woman of God. In fact, she uh, helped Moses keep the covenant with God from the first male child, because the Bible records that she took a knife to the child's member and circumcised the child so that God would not kill Moses for not adhering to the covenant. Zipporah hurriedly conducts the circumcision to allow Moses 
to go back into good graces with God. And here's the context. As we continue with our textual scripture today, now we fast forward to a people who have been freed from slavery by God's deliverer, Moses. People who are on the other side of the Red Sea and are wandering in the deserts toward the promised land. And here we have people who have overloaded Moses with their problems. So in Numbers 11 and 16, the Lord tells Moses to gather 70 elders and make them officers over the people that Moses had been ruling in the desert. Moses chose the 70 as directed. And so then we fast forward again to Numbers 12 and 1. And the Bible says that Zipporah's sister and brother-in-law began to talk about Moses because he married her. He married this black woman. And many theologians suggest that it was done uh, in similarity to the recent U.S. election for president, for they indicate that they weren't really mad with, with Zipporah uh, or married, mad with Moses for marrying Zipporah, but rather it was an election, quote, stop the steal position. Up front, it would seem that they murmured, they criticized, they conspired, and they talked against Moses because wifey were black, for it seems. But it was thought of that it was nothing more than a smokescreen because they complained about Zipporah only after the 70 elders were selected. The Spirit of God fell on them and they prophesied and, and, and neither Aaron nor Miriam were elected as part of the group of 70. What many theologians now suggest is that this insurrection was about one, uh, was using her as a scapegoat or the smoke ring, her being Zipporah because of her race to which I asked the question, why is this, uh, is that smart, beautiful black people always have to be submitted to racist rhetoric? And then the insurrectionist in chief, Miriam, persuaded her brother Aaron to follow his path of complaints as well because she was really mad about not being chosen to be an elder. And among those 70, and that was really the issue at hand. Zipporah was a, a woman of strength, character, and she feared God. In other words, she was a smart Black woman. She was a proud Black woman. She was a heroic Black woman, decisive, fearless, and competent Black woman, and was probably Moses' principal advisor when he was trying to help remove the enslaved from Egypt. And Miriam was probably most fearful of these traits about Zipporah 
So she directed her anger against the one who had been closest to her and decided to talk against him just because he had married this black woman. Isn't it interesting how people can project rage and anger onto others because of alternative frustrations in their lives? Here they use the fact that she was black and she was married to their brother as the smokescreen. Come on, preacher, and give us a little more. Mm. All righty, all righty. Bless the Lord, everybody, this morning. So, so we do ask the question, uh, what is this thing called a smoke screen? Uh-huh, they said a smoke screen was put in place. Well, uh, like Pastor Keith, I'm glad you asked because uh, by definition, a smoke screen is really something uh, of an act or a trick uh, and that's intended really to deceive somebody. Uh, it's most often designed to disguise somebody's real intentions or, or their real activities. Uh, uh, come on, can we put it this way? Uh, it's nothing more than a camouflage. Uh, yeah. If I had to pick, if I had to pick Pastor Keith, uh, a, a synonym or two for smoke screen, uh, I could say that it was a cover, uh, mm -hmm. a false front, uh, or, or uh, even a masquerade. Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, uh, Pastor Keith, uh, <coughs> Pastor Keith did talk uh, to us about, uh, about the backdrop uh, of, of our text this morning. Uh, I want you to know that, that Numbers, the, 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 the 12th chapter of the book of Numbers, it lands itself in the middle of three stages uh, of the book of Numbers uh, that's really broken down into three stages. Uh, uh, in the book, um, what that means to us is this, this period of time uh, falls within the 39 years uh, where <coughs> Moses and the children of Israel were journeying from Mount Sinai to the plains of Moab. And we know and we understand that, that, that there were too many times during those years when those Israelites were simply uh, rebellious. They were simply disobedient and, and downright sinful. Amen, somebody. Uh, numbers really can be called a case study uh, on how Israel, uh, they maintained and then they failed to maintain those covenant regulations uh, with the Lord who was their God. Or Pastor Keith talked about uh, the, the load that Moses had was way too great. Uh, you heard uh, him talk about the 70 elders that were selected uh, to, to be uh, a, a part uh, of the help uh, that the Lord had sent to Moses. Uh, uh, but, 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 but really, the situation that we have here, um, when we do arrive and land on chapter number 12, it is that we see that even though that they had had, had their issues with complaining and, and God answered their concern that when we land on chapter 12, there's still no shortage of complaining. Uh, oh God, oh God. Uh, unfortunately,
unfortunately, this time, the criticism that, that, that Moses uh, 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 had to deal with uh, uh, before then uh, did not stop, even though the plague came and killed the meat cravers. Uh, uh, this time, though, we see it unfolding at the hands of Moses' family. Uh, uh, you know, you know, we can take uh, the complaints of the outsiders. Uh, we can take the complaints of those who live over there. Uh, but it's hard, Pastor Keith, when the complaints start rolling in from the people who you thought and believe had your back. Uh, we can hear, when, when you hear those close family members criticizing you, uh, it hurts you deeply. Uh, yeah. uh, and for Moses, uh, uh, his old brother Aaron, uh, who was the high priest, uh, uh, and, and his sister Miriam, uh, I'm talking about Miriam, the prophetess, uh, uh, his big sister, the one who saved his life uh, by getting him out of the water uh, when, it, when she put him in uh, so he could be adopted by Pharaoh's family instead of being a statistic uh, and one of the Hebrew boys who were killed at birth. Uh, I'm talking about Miriam who led the singing. She led the choir in the first psalm recorded in scripture when the people praised and they celebrated God for taking them over the Red Sea and not drowning like he drowned Pharaoh's army. I'm talking, I'm, I'm talking about Miriam this morning. Uh -huh, I'm talking about Miriam but we, we see at the beginning of the text where Miriam is, uh, the main instigator of the discussion, uh, and her brother Aaron, who was criticizing Moses uh, because she was not of Hebrew descent, um, or at least this is what they tried to make it look like. Oh, come mm -hmm. on, he is somebody. Uh, you see, Moses, Moses had already been attacked. He'd already been assaulted. He'd already been abused. Uh, but this was really about to break Moses is down. Um, in our vernacular, we would say that it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but this, 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 I need somebody to listen this morning because this put uh, Aaron and Miriam in a dangerous position. Uh, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, preacher? Well, although this was a smoke screen, uh, they were complaining uh, about his wife, uh, but this really was not the central issue. Uh, yeah. it, it was only a pretext uh, to what was going on in the hearts uh, of his two relatives. Uh, uh -huh. uh, and it looks like his siblings were using a racist argument uh, to conceal the real source of their resentment of Moses. Oh, I'm going to say it again, church, that this put them in a dangerous position. Yeah. Oh, my, my, my. So can I, can I just lay out just one of two or three points this morning to help you understand how it demonstrates the danger of a smoke screen in the context of the text that we are examining this morning. Because the first thing I want you to know and to understand uh, is that God heard. Yeah. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, when we look at our text from verses 2b to verse 8, we see that there is no disputing the fact that God heard the conversation between Miriam and Aaron. People of God, this morning, I need you to know that we better remember that God is the listener of every conversation. Yeah. I know we have some conversations that we like to invite God into. Yeah. And it's okay for 
him to listen. And then we have others that we prefer that he would bow out of our business. Yeah, yeah. Or we want God to hear our pious and sanctimonious rhetoric yeah. that makes us look and sound like good Christians. But so many good Christians have another dark side. And that side will come out sooner or later. You see, the Bible reminds us that more than one time, for it is out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Yeah. In other words, what's in your heart will spill out of your mouth. Yeah. And he hears every idle word yes, that we place into the atmosphere. Well, I'm telling somebody this morning that God can hear. You see, when I was growing up, that was growing up. There was this little saying that went like this. Make sure the words you speak are sweet. Because they might just be the very ones you have to eat. Oh, my, 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 come on, somebody say amen. Because we know we better watch the words that we say because God heard. Oh, you see, the issue here was that they hid behind the smoke train that there was a problem with Moses' wife. But the real deal was that there was a a problem in their hearts. Oh, why do you think doctors work so hard to keep your your heart healthy? Yeah. Because when your heart is sick, your whole body is gonna be affected. Yeah. Oh, baby brother Moses, he was used mightily by God, yeah. and they hated him for that. Yeah. Oh, if I can just fast forward, can I fast forward to the 21st century? I believe that most of you will agree that we as people of color, since this is Black History Month, have been in the grip of people with a heart problem yeah. for centuries. Yeah. The yeah. systemic racism that still plagues our nation, the undeserved discrimination, biases, and prejudices that yeah. hold us back from better jobs, yeah. from access to health care yeah. and adequate housing, and the attempts to break down barriers that were built to stifle our progress. Yeah. It's really not a skin problem because there's nothing wrong with our skin, but the rather the problem is a sin problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And God will only tolerate it but for so long. Yeah. Oh, God hears church. I'm telling you somebody, God hears. You see, in our text, God heard, and he summons Moses, Miriam, and Aaron to the tabernacle, where he descended in a pillar of cloud, and he stood at the entrance because God heard. Oh, hear the Lord. Oh, in the text, we hear God bragging on Moses as a servant leader who was faithful and God had placed great confidence in him. Moses and God had done some stuff that he had never done with anybody else. But when we get to verse 8, we hear the Lord ask a critical question. Why were you not afraid to criticize? Uh, my servant yeah. Moses. Yeah. Oh, that brings me, that brings me 
I thought that was a great question, but it brings me to my second point. We know that God heard. Second thing I'm going to tell you is God judged. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did. When we look at verse number nine in the text, in, number, in verse number 10, we see that that text reveals the judgment that came upon Miriam because of the Lord's anger with him. Oh, and you know what? Check this out. Check this out. He did something that we know today that God said he would never do to us, and that is he left them. Uh, oh God, oh God, but, 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 but when he left, uh, when he left the Bible reports uh, that Miriam's skin had turned white as snow from the dreaded disease known as leprosy. Oh, leprosy. Oh, you didn't want leprosy. Leprosy was a killer. Nobody wanted leprosy. It would be like the fear of contracting coronavirus that many of us are battling now. Isolation and social distancing was the sentence because nobody wanted to catch what you had. And Miriam, oh Miriam, oh saying prophetess Miriam was going to have to stay outside the camp until she was healed. All commentary believe that the matter with Miriam was that she was punished and not because she really was that initial instigator, that initial complainer about Moses. But in this context, I don't want you all to miss out and see, not see what the punishment that God had handed out to Miriam. You see, I know enough about our God. I know enough about his sovereignty to know that our God could have blinded her. He could have muted her tongue. He could have took her life right there on the spot. Since her cheek from complaint was about the color. Woo! Somebody hear me. It was about the color of Moses' white skin. Our God handed her a disease that turned her skin white as snow. And guess what? Everybody saw it. She couldn't hide it. And there was nothing that Miriam could do about it. Does that sound familiar? People of color who walk around with the color that some people consider inferior to other colors. Oh, my, 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 everybody sees it. You can't hide it. Oh, God, ain't nothing you can do about it. Oh, I know, I know, I know. You see, but there are consequences, church. There are consequences to our actions. Mighty men and women of God, you see, because Psalm 7 and 11 is a strong reminder that God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. I've heard it said, I don't know, Pastor Keith, but I I heard it said that God don't like me. And we must understand that sooner or later, I said sooner or later, Uh that ugliness will be judged. Oh, I'm glad this morning that God heard, God judged. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what the text tells us. But I got something else I want to share with you. Hallelujah. 
And that's my third point. My third point is that God blessed. Yeah. Ooh, what? 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 <laughs> ah, as we start nearing the end of the chapter, we, <clears throat> we know that Aaron has seen the hand of the Lord work on his sister in a way that that brought terror to his heart. Oh, I know it just shook him up when, when the spirit of the Lord left him and there Miriam was standing there all white looking, all pale looking. Looked like she needed some help. I bet she looked like she was half sick. And Aaron just cried out because you can hear him crying out, not just crying out, not, not just weeping and wailing out, but crying out with a repentant heart. Oh, God, asking God not to punish them yeah. for the sins that they had foolishly committed. Oh, come on, they should have known better. Yeah. Oh, he knows that they were wrong as two left shoes, yeah. and they really were guilty as charged. But can I tell you something? Oh God, oh see, this is where this is where the spirit of the Lord woo, comes down on baby brother Moses. And so we're gonna thank God this morning yes. for forgiveness from the from, from Moses who steps in. Oh, and Moses begins to call on the master who called on the healer who called on the heart fixer, yeah. who called on the mind regulator to heal his sister, uh -huh. who although had been condemned, but she still could be redeemed. Yeah. Does that sound like anybody this morning who had done some wrong, yeah. but was given a second chance to make it right, who had hated on him, but still was loved by God, who was the final, the initial offender, but still ended up back in God's good graces. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need, I need, I need, I need a church this morning who understands, who understands that sometimes we don't get it right. Sometimes we mess it up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But Jesus can still come to our aid. Well, in verse 15 in the text, it tells us that Miriam still had to serve her time. For the Bible says that in verse number 15, that she was held outside the camp for the seven days of isolation. But after that period was over, oh, hallelujah, Miriam was able to return and be brought of the community we know that she really did love oh church isn't it good to know that god can bless he can bless us when we get beyond our foolishness and turn from our wickedness isn't it good church to know that we are not too far from god's reach when we when, when we stop using that smoke screen to treat others poorly yeah. to treat others unfairly and in ungodly ways oh yeah 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 saints of god saints of god god heals god judges 
and that I'm out of the way. My fourth point this morning is this. I just want you to, I just want you to say to you, lest we forget. But where, where, where you see that in the text this morning, Pastor I? Well, can I just tell you that this is my sidebar. I'm throwing this one in for free this morning. I know it's not in the text, but I need to tell somebody this morning that we stand here today. Pastor Keith and I, with a message that reminds us of the love of Jesus as people of God. We need to let go of the smoke screens for sure because they do nothing but deceive and they camouflage the real issues. But we must also let go of the criticism, the bad attitudes, the just treatment and the racial hatred which turns which causes unrest yeah. and divisiveness yeah. Yeah. between yeah. those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. Yeah. lest we forget that we were all created in the image of God no matter our race creed yeah. or color I said lest we forget it was the that was erected to tear down all that separation. Lest we forget that we share a common commitment to our God. So I remember when I was growing up, when I was growing up, oh, we used to sing a song in the old United Methodist Church where the hymn writer was saying, lest we forget Gethsemane, unless we forget thy agony, lest we forget thy love for thee, lead me, I said lead me, lead me, oh lead me to Calvary, oh yes church this morning, this morning I just want to remind us that there was so much at stake that day on Calvary's hill. When the Lord went forth, Jesus the Christ in the flesh went forth carrying his own cross on his back. Ooh. Hallelujah. He went to help to tear down all the craziness and foolishness, all the barriers of the prejudices and biases that we've had one toward another. Over 2,000 years ago, we did it. And it's still something that we fight this very week. So we just came by this morning just to remind somebody, just to remind you, wherever you are, wherever you do, God hears. He hears our, our prayers, yes, but he also hears our rhetoric. He also hears our, our idle and ungodly words. He hears our, our criticisms. And he judges us accordingly. Hallelujah. 
but he's more than that. Some of the things that have happened, oh yes, in recent history that we still are fighting a battle because of the color of our skin. But there shall be a day, you walk up my words, brothers. There shall be a day when God will separate the right from the wrong. There shall be a day. Hallelujah. <laughs> when those that were first shall be last, and those that were last shall be first. We're just gonna do our part. We're gonna hold on to the unchanging, magnificent hand of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Believing, believing, believing in a better day ahead of us and the people of God. 